What's going on, everybody? Welcome into your Friday edition of Final Whistle. I have my two for my dynamic duo back, Joey Paps and Anthony Pacifico. They obviously can't stay away because they love talking sports with me. So they're back. Thanks for coming on, boys, to come on for championship weekend in the NFL. Right. Yeah, Blaine, thanks for, thanks for having us on again. Uh, I know we're going to talk big three in Brooklyn, but I think we're the real big three, Blaine. I think uh, having us on here, I think uh, this is, uh, this is um, you know, the big three right here, and uh, you got to keep us going. I think we need our own show. I'm, uh, I'm uh, going to double down what Pap said. I'll consider us the big three, but I think Pap's is definitely third out of the big three. So, I mean. <laughs> He's Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. Pat is indeed Chris Bosch. Um, I'll take, yeah, I'll, yeah, whatever. But I'm so glad to be back. We have a lot of good things to talk about today, and uh, I guess I can't stay away. All right, let's jump into it, fellas. We've got the championships games in the NFC and the AFC. Let's start off with the first game on tap on Sunday, which is the NFC. That'll be kicking off at 3.05 Eastern. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady versus the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Big news that just broke today. Antonio Brown is out. He will not be making the trip with a knee injury. Bruce Arians said he's day-to-day, but he was not able to get the swelling down enough for him to make the trip up into the frozen tundra that is Lambeau. Anthony, I'm going to start with you. What do you see here in Tampa Bay versus Green Bay? They did play again in week six where Tampa Bay absolutely humiliated the Packers. It was in Tampa. So what do you see here? And give me a pick. First of all, the baddest man in football is not letting that happen anymore. He's not letting that happen again. My head says Tom Brady and the Bucks. My heart says Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers here. It's a home game for them. Um, Aaron Rodgers might, this could potentially be one of his last games in Lambeau, especially with the Jordan Love pick. I know they want to groom him, but you never know how, how much he has left there. Um, a big stat that I saw, I believe it was Jair Alexander last game, held receivers to like three yards or something. Or I, I can't throw though. Fine. Fine. But I'm taking Jair Alexander to play great defense. Whoever he's covering, I'm sure he'll, he'll be watching and shadowing uh, Mike Evans, I'm sure. And all they have to figure out then is uh, Chris Godwin at that point with Antonio Brown out. So I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and gang. Perhaps what do you got? You know, this is a, this is a 50-50 shot. Um, Tom Brady, uh, been watching a lot of NFL Network, and, you know, they just keep bringing up the point that, Tom spent years in New England. The cold does not phase him. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the team when they get to Green Bay and how cold it's going to be. Uh, they say it's going to be a factor, but Tom is going to be Tom. Uh, I, lo- I love Brady and the Bucks in this game, uh, even though no Antonio Brown. Uh, he's got Chris Godwin. He's got Mike Evans, and he's got Gronk. Um, he's got so many weapons on the field. He'll find a way, but I think this is going to be a complete shootout. A uh, lot of touchdowns, um, but minus three and a half for Green Bay. Uh, I see Tampa Bay taking this one, and he's going to the ball in in Tampa. He's taking it home. Go ahead, Anthony. Paps, I just have a question for you. Who on that Tampa Bay defense is stopping Devontae Adams? Anyone? You can double him. You can trip. Nobody's stopping him. You're not wrong. I, you know, Adams is – the the weapon of that game someone's got to step up 
Tampa Bay's defense didn't look awful last week. Um, you know, I like the way their secondary looked. They showed up last week. If they show up again, uh, you know, it, it's all, it all comes down to right. If they could defend Adams, but uh, you know, it's going to be tough. And green Bay too. They have other weapons. It's not just Devonte Adams. They could run the ball and he, he finds Tanyan. He's got, he's got plenty of guys to throw to. Like I said, uh, at least three touchdowns plus for each of the quarterbacks in this game. Well, uh, I guess I'm the tiebreaker then. So I'm actually going to – sorry, Ant, I'm riding with Paps. I'm taking Tampa Bay, and not because of their secondary, but because of those two outstanding linebackers in Levante David. And Devin White was the player of the game last week. You cannot tear me wrong. He didn't play in that Washington game, and he came out with a man on fire. He had vengeance. He was talking trash to his own teammates. He was talking trash to Sean Payton. I was loving every second of it. He's going to make a tackle on Aaron Jones on the Green Bay sideline. He's going to look at right at LaFleur and be like, yeah, sorry, pal. You're in for a long day. You better call for something else. So I think it's not going to be t- – I think Tom Brady will do enough. But I got to give credit to where credit's due. It's going to be the Tampa Bay defense that makes it – Todd Bowles is going to be blitzing house on Aaron Rodgers. He's going to challenge like he did with Drew Brees. Hey, you got to be able to get the ball out quick and you got to be able to be, have throw the ball with pinpoint accuracy because our corners will be right up on your wide receivers. So he's, I think they're going to try and eliminate the big play. So they're going to challenge him to get the ball out quick, force Green Bay to work the ball all the way down the field. And I think Tom Brady will do enough. I know Antonio Brown's not playing and he's been their leading receiver in those last five games, especially even in the Washington playoff game. Besides last week when he got hurt, he had been the hot hand. But Chris Godwin emerged last week. Mike Evans, he didn't really do much, but he caught a touchdown pass. That's all because of Lattimore, though. Lattimore's the lockdown corner himself. And I just don't know what you're going to get. I think the Cameron Bray is going to be a real matchup nightmare. I don't think they really have a safety that can cover him, especially with Alexander is going to be stuck, as Anthony mentioned, probably on either Evans or Godwin on the outside. So I'm going to roll with Tampa. Outright, I think this is Tom Brady's time because I think he, if he gets it done this year, he's just going to retire and he's just going to look at Bill and say, ha, 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 I did it. You didn't. <laughs> so let's jump to now to the second playoff game where we have Kansas City versus Buffalo. Anthony actually broke this news to me before we got on that Patrick Mahomes has cleared concussion protocol and he will try and give it a go on Sunday. As we know, though, that the concussion protocol, it's a five-step process. And even if you clear all five steps, if you experience symptoms either tomorrow or Sunday, you jump all the way back to step one. So fingers crossed that he's able to play. I'm assuming he will be able to play. The Bills are prepared all week that it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Anthony, let me see. What do you got here in Kansas City and Buffalo? What are you going to be looking for? It's in Arrowhead. In the bu- Sorry, yeah. No, right. you're good. It was really dependent on whether – what Pat Mahomes' status was, right? Like, of course, uh, Sean McDermott and the guys are going to prepare for him to play. Um, I said to you guys in prep, I'm taking uh, an 75%, 80% uh, Pat Mahomes um, over many quarterbacks in the league. So I'm going with Big Red and those guys. Um, look for downfield throws. Um, I think Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are really going to look to, to try to torch them in secondary. You know, they, uh, Buffalo has Jadavious White. Uh, he'll probably be guarding against uh, up against Tyree Kill. But I really think they're going to try to go up the middle and they're going to try to go deep. And I think they're going to continue to – I think it's going to be a shootout. You know, Josh Allen's got 
got that arm. Pat Mahomes, we all know, has that arm. I expect it to be a very high-scoring game, a shootout, but I really think the Chiefs come out on top. Pat, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to roll with Ann on this one. Uh, really like the Chiefs now that Mahomes is playing. Uh, Andy Reid just show, shows how great of a coach he was last week. Uh, your star quarterback goes down. Back up Chad Henney. I haven't heard Chad Henney's name uh, at least in five or six years. And all of a sudden, he's the quarterback and the savior of the Red Kingdom. Uh, and, you know, Andy Reid's going to do uh, Andy Reid things. He's been to the Super Bowl already. Uh, so they're well prepared for this game. But like Ant said, I think uh, they're going to take many shots downfield um, against Buffalo. But I see Buffalo doing the same thing. Both have both quarterbacks have tremendous arms. Um, so we're going to see the ball in the air. I don't think most of the game is going to be uh, run heavy. It's going to be definitely in the air. But I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. Lock it in. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Enough said there. But I'm uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you too as well. I am gonna roll with Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes playing, not just because it's also a home game. You're in Arrowhead. Arrowhead's such a difficult place to play. And it, down there in Kansas City, I think they're gonna come out with a vengeance. They're gonna play out with a mentality, especially after people really thought, hey, Cleveland should have beat them last week. Like, and they were People are going to – they're going to come out with a little bit of an a, an edge, you know what I mean, with a vengeance. Also, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is supposed to be back on Sunday. Sammy Watkins is supposed to be back with on Sunday. And you already have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Le'Veon Bell too. Like, oh, my – the, the weapons are, are all over the place for Patrick Mahomes. It's a little <laughs> stacked, exactly. And I think more than anything – Kansas City and Buffalo, they also played in week six, same as Packers and the Bucks. And Kansas City really just ran it down Buffalo's throat. And that was it. That game was in Buffalo. So I think they're going to be able to attack whatever way they want. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to pass the ball. I don't think Buffalo can really stop them. I know Tredavious White's a stud, but I know, and Micah Hyde, he'll probably be on Kelsey. But sorry, Josh Norman, you were in Washington. You are a bum. You're not going to be able to cover the number two receiver. And especially if Tyreek Hill is on you, you're going to be diving for him to make sure that he Bad take the 15 yard penalty. Huh? Bad things will happen to that man. Oh, man. Josh Norman's going to be on a poster like you. <laughs> but uh, I think that's going to be more than anything. I think Buffalo, they've already achieved more than they've already wanted to this year. I know that their goal was a Super Bowl, but. I think more than anything, I was just trying to get off of the, the L uh, in the playoffs. And they've already won twice. And you really dominated Lamar Jackson. But you, that was because Lamar Jackson really struggled throwing the football in that wind this past weekend. Uh, you're not going to get that this week. Patrick Mahomes is the best thrower of the football in this league, <laughs> talent-wise. Arguably, Aaron Rodgers would have something to say about that, as Anthony would say. <laughs> But I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the game will probably be in the 20s. I think it'll be a little bit more – not in the 30s like people think it's going to be. I think defense will show up. I think there's going to be a little bit of turnovers too, a little bit of nerves coming out in that first quarter playing for the championship, especially from Buffalo. So, I got I got to agree. So, I've got Tampa Bay. I got a Tampa Bay-Kansas City Super Bowl. That was also a game that happened this year. And then Ant's got Green Bay and Kansas City. He's got – the throne being dealt with who's going to be the top quarterback and Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. 
going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. But there's also been a little bit of interesting news as Anthony has his Eagles gear on. The Eagles have made a coaching hire this week. They have hired Nick Sirianni from the Detroit – no, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts staff. The Frank Reich Jr. Jr. is what uh, Stephen A. called it this morning. <laughs> so really interesting to see. I want to get your opinion first, Anthony. This has to be all about Carson Wentz bringing in a pred- – uh, a little guy that works under Frank Reich. What is it? Do you agree there? Yeah, it's, it has everything to do with what can we do with Carson Wentz at this point, right? Like you got, the, I, I've said to you guys before, right? You have all that money thrown at him. Um, we all know the talent there, but how, how, how can we fix him, right? And I think that's what Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles was saying in his interviews, right? Like, what are you going to do to not only provide a spark for this team, but how are you fixing Carson Wentz? Because that's where we want to go with um going forward um they obviously chose Carson Wentz it was between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson essentially because I think Doug really wanted to roll with Jalen Hurts or kind of whoever at that point mm-hmm. um since he had the options uh my opinion on the hire I like it uh don't love it I was a huge advocate for uh Eric Bieniemy. um I think he rightfully deserved that job he deserves any job that he comes it's across ridiculous that he doesn't have one um, I think it all has to do with the power dynamic. This is a first-time head coach. Um, he's kind of moving up the ranks. He's young. I think they, Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman still want to have power there. Um, but I think because he has a good relationship with Frank Reich, um, knows Frank Reich's offense, and Carson Wentz was balling with Frank Reich. I think I, I think they'll win games. Um, I think they might be around a 500 team next year. You know, that first year, like kind of hump. Um, and we'll see again. I like the hire. Don't love. I really think Eric bien would have been my like go-to. I love the Andy Reid tree. Um, let's see if, what the Frank Reich tree has on it. Pabs, what'd you think of it? Yeah. Um, you know what Ant said, this is all about Carson Wentz. Um, I think it's, it was his team to lose, you know, uh, they went with Jalen Hurts at the end of the year to see what he could do. You know, they did draft him. Um, we didn't think we'd see much of Jalen Hurts, but uh, I think Carson Wentz just lost a lot of confidence after the fact that, you know, Jalen Hurts was drafted, and I think it uh, affected his game this year. Um, so I think this new hire is really uh, based on um, Carson Wentz getting his confidence back and, you know, getting more wins this season. Uh, sorry, next season with the, with the Eagles. So, um, you know, NFC East, not the greatest uh, division, but um, we'll, we'll see. It, it's possible that the Eagles could come out on top uh, next season. It, it all depends if they get a wide receiver in it. Draft better. Right, right. <laughs> Drafting better is important. Unfortunately, I don't think the head coach is going to have much of a say. Uh, in personnel, at least year one. Again, another thing that's unfortunate and, and it's a power dynamic there. Um, but I just wanted to throw out there, uh, I have to give him credit uh, where credit is due. Philip Rivers in, unfortunately, his last season, right? He played very well, significantly well. You know, uh, future Hall of Famer, but he did quite well with the talent that was provided. Um, so if you give him credit for that, um, I have a lot of faith in him to fix Carson Wentz and to improve Carson Wentz's play style. Yeah, I mean, for me, I agree. And Eric Bianami is literally has been the no-brainer choice around this league, and he, somehow we end up getting some guys like 
that have really only coached for about a year and they're still getting that primary option and they end up being the guys that are the focal point of this team. And it really doesn't make any sense to me how Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a job. And if he doesn't end up getting this Houston job, it's going to be really interesting because I know Paps is a Houston guy like Deshaun Watson will be gone. That's the only way you're going to probably be able to keep him is by Bieniemy. But I do think that the Frank Reich uh, tree was the real winner here was that they wanted to really, hey, Carson Wentz in 2017 did this, this, and this extremely well. Let's bring that back and see if we can try and even get a portion of it because right now he's, he was, he's at rock bottom and you knew that something was going to happen. When you put in Nate Sudfeld in that final game, you know you've given up on Jalen Hurts too. You've given up on both of your quarterbacks. So you got to at least pick one and try and get one to get back on the same end there. I think it's going to be interesting to see Sirianni. We'll see what he can do. But like Staley from the Rams going to the Chargers. I didn't, I thought that was going to, that should have been Dable. If Dable should have the Houston, should have a, be a coach too. It makes no sense what he's done with Josh Allen. Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh exactly. McDaniels. Like, there's so many guys that should be that are getting opportunities before even getting like Dable, Bianami, McDaniel's. They should be the first three names off your list without a question if you're an offensive-minded coach, trying to, for looking for a, to rekindle your offense. Definitely. But I think it's gonna be interesting. Let's jump over to the other hire, Dan Campbell to Detroit. I really don't like it. It made absolutely no sense to me. What are you doing with Matthew Stafford? Remarkably, he's only 32. He's not here for another rebuild. He's either going to want to jump ship because Galladay's probably gone. He's in free agency. Someone's going to pay him number one wide receiver money. You just don't know what you're going to get. So, Paps, let's start with you. Should Matt Stafford jump ship? You know, uh, with Matt Stafford being uh, 32 years old, I think it's time to one out of there. Uh, He hasn't done much winning, uh, hasn't really got to the playoffs. Uh, Did he even get to the playoffs at all? With Detroit, I can't say he has. Um, so, you know, I like you said, I don't like the hire. Uh, kind of seems like a rebuild. Uh, just like a lot of teams who just hired a uh, new head coach. Just uh, it's all a rebuilding process. We know the top teams in the NFL, who needs to rebuild and who doesn't. Uh, Detroit is definitely one of them. And losing uh, Kenny Galladay is a big time loss for them because uh, he will get big time wide receiver money but uh yeah i think matt stafford it, it's time to leave and what about you i don't think the hire made much sense like we just said eric b was there josh mcdaniel some of the defensive guys right like it just it just didn't add up to me um i honestly matt stafford should should ship while he can do a total rebuild the talent's still there with him Go to a quarterback needy team. You can go ball out. Hopefully, a playoff contender. Uh, contender. Indianapolis is going to be in the market for a quarterback, uh, especially with us thinking that uh, Carson Wentz and Sirianni is going to be that move. It's going to be that that duo. Um, the Lions are just doing the typical Lions things. They're keeping themselves down. They didn't go with the best candidate. They went with apparently a guy who. I don't know. He looks like PC Principal from South Park. That's exactly what he looks like. Oh That's my exactly goodness. who. That is such a perfect. Someone's got a meme that now. We, needs it to already is. That. I already oh. is. I, I I saw it. Um, 
but his football knowledge is there. He used to play, you know, he was, he's a former player, but Eric Bieniemy's there. What do you yeah. do? What are you guys doing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how those uh, two organizations play out with the Eagles and Lions. So let's jump real quick uh, to the NBA. I want to really get into Brooklyn real quick. Uh, they ended up playing the other night in the first time with their big three, and they really can. They all three of them played really well. They still lost in double overtime to Cleveland, and I think the real problem was is how well Cleveland shot the ball and how badly Brooklyn's defense is going to be now. Uh, Cleveland shot 52% from the field, 50% from three. I think it's going to be really interesting. Kyrie came in. He took the most shots on the squad. He said, screw you guys. I'm still going to be the ball-dominant guy. Paps, I know you're a Brooklyn guy, so give me your uh, overall opinion of what you saw. Yeah, you know, I caught the first half of the game. Um, and, you know, they started 10 for 10 from the field uh, to start off the game. So a nice little run there, and they looked good. Uh, the only thing that hurt them in the first half, I believe they had like 12 turnovers. Uh, so that's definitely something they have to fix. That's a lot what they talked about on the Yes Network. Um, just, you know, not turning over the ball. And if, um, you know, they're going to be able to stop a big uh, DeAndre Jordan, uh, is he going to be that defensive guy who, you know, steps up and helps this big three, you know, get to the championship? Uh, but like you said, the numbers are there. They're, they're shooting, they're taking shots, and they're spreading the ball well, all three on the same team. It doesn't look like an issue. Um, Kevin Kyrie coming back and dropping 37 after taking at least a two-week hiatus, uh, and James Harden with 21. Uh, Harden didn't shoot as many shots as everyone would think he would be taking so far, but, um, you know, that's with Kyrie coming back, and I think uh, Kyrie really um, – you know, showed his presence and showing his dominance uh, as Kyrie does. Um, we'll see if that clashes, but, you know, I like the big three so far. They just have some things to work on as far as turnovers and if they can, you know, step up defensively with DeAndre Jordan. And what'd you see? Kind of going off what Pap said, I like what I saw, don't love. Um, I don't like, although he was efficient, don't like Kyrie taking the most shots on that team. I think he needs to be more of a ball handler, uh, let James Harden play off the ball, um, and facilitate. You know, be a, tr- be a traditional point guard, but get the shots when you can. Um, I don't think it's necessarily about this game, though. I think it's about long-term uh, status as probably the number one favorite. Uh, who's guarding Anthony Davis when you get there? If you're going to get there, who's guarding Anthony Davis? I think that's the big question. I liked what I saw for now, but... When it comes to playoff time, you're going to have to guard bigs. You can't really have Kevin Durant guarding those bigs. Um, he's going to get bullied down there. He's a, he's a big guy, but he's, he's frail. Um, and DeAndre Jordan's definitely on the back nine of his career. So I think you might need to make a move, bring a big in. Um, if you can, I don't know how you're going to do it. I've told people maybe uh, trade some of your, the, the limited assets you have, but I, I liked what I saw. I, I can't deny that. Yeah, I agree. It's just going to be – they're still going to have to figure it out, I think. It's still work. definitely the definition of a work in progress. Defensively, is going to be the real issue I think they have. KD played the five in the overtimes, and they got exploited exponentially by – Colin Sexton scored 20 points in a row by himself in that – between the overtime and the second overtime. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, before we wrap up, guys, give me the one team that has impressed you so far in the NBA – 
Paps, let's start with you. Right now, I'm really liking, you know, uh, the 76ers. Um, first uh, at 10 and, 10 and 5 this year, you know, Joel Embiid, they're talking MVP talks already with him. Um, but, you know, that's just – I think it's still early. They, they've showed uh, tremendous progress over the years. They just haven't got it done uh, in the long run in the playoffs. They haven't got past, you know, that first, second round, um, and they really haven't beaten that big team. Um, you know, Boston stood in the way of them, but uh, sleeper who really has surprised me and shocked me so far is the Knicks. Everyone would think that Knicks would be dead last, but you know, they're holding on to that six spot at eight and eight. And I think, uh, you know, they're just playing to have fun. You know, yeah. they know that everyone's uh, talking about them. Everyone's talking about Brooklyn. No one talks about the Knicks anymore in New York. Uh, but I think the Knicks are really making a statement and, you know, they're just going out there and having fun, uh, especially with a young team. Yeah, I do like that, Knicks. Anthony, what team that's caught your eye? I'm going to have to go with the Boston Celtics. Um, been a supporter of them for quite some time. I think they're always kind of in in the run for a competitive playoff team. I know you were talking about Joel Embiid before, and that's probably going to be a playoff matchup at some point uh, between those two teams. But I really love how they're playing. You were saying before and prep before, uh, Kemba Walker coming back. I like him, and they're playing quite well without like a, a – a real centerfold big. I think Tice is still getting a lot of those minutes. I think he's definitely improving uh, and they're getting a lot of guys in there uh, as a rotation, but Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, like those guys are balling out. They're doing what they typically do. So how can you not like those teams? Yeah. And then for me, I am, I think this is only because they're the local game on what I've been watching as I'm in Idaho right now. But I'm all in on the Utah Jazz, I think, as a top three seed and being able to get home field advantage. Playing in Salt Lake, playing at the altitude is a real problem, especially, again, with Salt Lake and Denver as another team. But they're 11-4. and four. Donovan Mitchell's really coming into his own. Mike Conley's kind of finally adjusted into that team. He really started to blend in with them uh, during the bubble. But I think they're going to be a real out more struggle to be an out. I think the issue with them is going to be, is Gobert going to live up to the money? They're paying him so much. Is he going to be willing enough to score and play, be a big enough defensive issue to see whether or not they're going to be successful? So I really like Utah. I think they're going to be able to be able to contend for a top three seed. They're second in the West right now, half a game behind the Lakers. So those are our three teams. Well, four teams because Pat's had two. But <laughs> those are our teams to watch out for in the NBA. Uh, just before we wrap up real quick, uh, we're going to give you that we all we're all in unison here on the UFC fight this this uh, this weekend. We all have McGregor coming out with a vengeance because we he's going to be going for if he wins this weekend, he's going to be fighting for the belt in the, his next match this year. So watch out for Conor McGregor to come out with some authority and Poirier versus McGregor too. Remember McGregor knocked out Poirier last time, so gonna be interesting to see. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it as always. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks, guys.